Welcome to another episode of uh, the India Independent Films Podcast. My name is Rahul Desai. Today I have uh, two different guests, again colleagues of mine, uh, very big admirers of their writing, uh, both of them film critics. We have Aditya Sri Krishna and Polami Das. Uh, and today our agenda is Chintu Ka Birthday, a film by Devanshu and Satyanshu Singh, which released on Z5 uh, last week. And uh, all three of us reviewed the film. And uh, as it turns out, all three of us have different views, which is why I thought, you know, three of us uh, can act like professional film critics and uh, sound intelligent enough on this podcast. Otherwise, you'd not want to be part of the WhatsApp group we are on. Uh, Aditya, uh, you can, uh, I, and you really like the film out of three of us. So, yeah, uh, I think, uh, yeah, <laughs> out of the three of us, I think I like the film more. Uh, it kind of, I think it, I have a feeling it's got to do with, uh, like, I went in, like, without knowing anything about it. Like, I hadn't watched the trailer. I hadn't, uh, the only thing I knew about it was the whole AIB thing and yeah. uh, Mami in 2018 uh, withdrawing it after the Gulsan from Kamba complaint incident, uh, Me Too incident. So, yeah. I, I, I really didn't know anything else about this film apart from those details. So, I kind of went in without knowing anything. And I thought it was a pretty well done, well directed uh, chamber drama, like within, um, like set within that very small household. And I, I think uh, the way they used uh, the space and how, how they uh, managed to create that kind of drama in there. I think that 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 is something I kind of liked, and uh, of course it uh, it pretty much uh, uh, kind of goes into a melodramatic space after a point, uh, yeah. and it also goes into the whole. Um, and I was also surprised that it was not actually about Chintu at all. So it, it's like uh, I I thought they they would there'd be some more of. Uh, you know the world yeah. through the kids eyes and all those things yeah. uh, that, that kind of I, I didn't see that coming uh, or uh, I mean I don't know if, I, I think some people did have this that complaint but I didn't see that coming uh, I thought it was really more about the couple and their uh, them handling uh, everything uh, having to do with uh, you know being in Iraq and uh, being uh, there as illegal immigrants and trying to and, and at that time in 2004 uh, so, um, so I think so that way. I think I kind of like the way it was directed. Of course, it had some simplistic things, uh, but I kind of uh, didn't mind those when once I got into the whole um, the the story as a whole. Yeah. Follow me. Uh, you uh, these same things. I'm guessing they didn't work for you at all. Um. Yeah. Um. I think for me, like like what Aditya said that. The film wasn't about Chintu at all, which I guess, I mean, you can't question directors or writers what they choose to make a film about. It's uh, like completely up to them. But I think the one thing that didn't work for me because it wasn't about Chintu in a very uh, basic sense, I feel like the film kind of became one of those films where the message became the film. Like for me, I feel there wasn't a distinction between what the message was and what the film was. Like for instance, like... And I feel like we've discussed this before, but after I watched the film, the first thing that came into my mind was that the film or how we feel about the film and the family's um, situation inside that one house in isolation, that did not stand for me on its whole. Like I genuinely, when the film started, I was a big fan of how they handled the whole family equation and the parts with the family were very well shot, very well done. 
but once the context but it was nothing without the context in the sense that once you get to learn that you know they are in iraq do what we feel about them intensifies much more right so mm. in that sense if you take out and the context the whole setting of iraq the whole soldiers that come in the whole shift into melodrama i feel like wasn't earned a lot like you know there, there's a difference between a film using that as a device and using that as an excuse Like it, this film reminded me a lot of Jojo Rabbit in that sense, like looking at war or conflict or propaganda, terrorism through the child through the eyes of a child. And the chief distinction between Jojo Rabbit and this was that Jojo Rabbit at least um, had a perspective, or you know, it knew who it was talk who it was talking against. Like at least the viewer always knew that which side um, the maker was on. But when you were watching this film. I I didn't get that sense of the perspective in the sense that I feel like they used um the idea that this is from a kid's perspective as an excuse only because they were they were telling you in a way that here we're giving you all sides because that's what like how a kid would kind of comprehend it goes well with that thinking but it also didn't tell you like I don't know what the film's purpose was like if you're telling me all sides of the story mm. and you also shouldn't you also um uh, tell me the side of the story which you think is like in the wrong like according to the film war or conflicts and all of that happen because of stupid decisions people in part take that's mm-hmm. the most it's going to like you know hold anyone accountable which for me didn't work because the film was defining itself the whole emotional strength of the film was defining itself around the context around the setting so for that i thought the setting should have been a little bit more etched out otherwise it just felt like very well emo- well done emotional manipulation to me in the sense that obviously like what are the other reactions you would have to a family being stranded it would be of sympathy it would be of like you would want to root for the family right so i it just felt like an easy cop out to me i know you also like like the film and also didn't like the film in a way i'm very interested to know what you thought about it yeah it was one of those strange things because uh, you know like it obviously it happens to us quite often even as film critics when we are actually watching the film and you instantly disliking a lot of a film uh, uh when you're watching certain films and I, even i could see them emotional manipulation uh, i could not stand vinay patak while i was watching the film i could not stand uh, the american soldiers and how things turn in the end but uh, i don't know this was one of those rare cases where after sort of watching it and once i sat down to you know put my thoughts down on like a documented somehow i could not uh, uh, i mean i'd actually uh, agree with aditya about you know the gaze sort of going from uh, uh, you know I, i expected it to be I, i remember we also discussed this that we had a problem with the gaze suddenly abruptly changing from say a jojo yeah. rabbit sort of watching uh, a film through the gaze of a child a war film through the gaze of a child suddenly turning it into sort of an adult gaze where it becomes about the parents it becomes about the father who's trying to in every way sort of protect his son uh, and his birthday and the birthday is just obviously a symbol for that so uh, i i somehow found a lot of logic as to why the filmmakers decided to they didn't do it perfectly for me there were a lot of uh, pitfalls in within the way they executed it i Uh, had a problem with the you know with the way the american soldiers were uh, sort of interacting with each other it felt really designed it felt really simplistic uh, but i also understand why uh, the things that happened did happen and why they you know why they were trying to show us all sides and why they put all of them in one house and uh, basically telling us that every single person in this house uh, is a victim of war of violence and uh, uh, you know no, it's not like one is sort of stronger than the other or one is weaker than the other and you know i 
uh, I get what they were going for with the soldiers. I I don't think they acted very well, but I did feel sorry for them by the end. And I guess that was sort of the purpose. And uh, and again, as I even mentioned in the review, that Vinay Patek's character is annoying, and I hate the way Vinay Patek interprets uh, funny characters or uh, you know comedians. Ever since Beja Fry, he's been doing the same one-tone sort of simpleton rendition of. Yeah, that, I mean this is. Uh... I mean, this could have well been the guy from Made in Heaven, right? I mean, he's just the same guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. exactly. And it did, I mean, while watching it, I was like, I, I was pulling my hair out. I was like, there's no way this guy, such an annoying uh, uh, sort of uh, adult in the film, uh, acting like going out of his way to act like that typical sort of uh, performative goofiness. And I didn't like it. It didn't work for me while it was. But then I can understand why it was screen on a very basic fundamental screenplay level. I sort of understand what the filmmakers were going for. Uh, mm-hmm. Of course, Vinay Patek doesn't work for me in these these roles most of the time. But for once, I found reasoning behind it, say. And, and you know, it, it mostly, I mean, rarely happens while writing a review that you actually rethink your stance of a film and when it does uh, it's a strange sort of feeling yeah you know like vinay patak's character is one of like i was also not a big fan of the way the character is written i'm not sure if i'm like ready to say whether it was the fault of like vinay patak as an actor kind of falling back to his tropes of you know uh, doing the same ro- acting that he did in bheja fry or made in heaven or it was you know the makers decision to portray him as the simpleton in the sense that i like you said i get it on the screenplay level what they're going towards and i think you mentioned this in his review in your review which i read uh, which was that how this is a father trying to teach his son a uh, kind of a lesson you know uh, and that's that kind of explains why he's behaving the way he is but you know even that on a, on paper maybe it made sense but for me it didn't translate on screen only because it felt like you know this is what i was talking about when i meant like how they were using the perspective of a child that this is that kind of a movie as an excuse mm. because how the character was designed it felt very one note and also very hollow and the way he was acting was how you would expect like a child to act like it was acting childish not like unreasonably or not like a simpleton would like for example i i personally felt that tilottama shom's character had much like depth and complexity like you could understand the reasoning behind why she would do what she was doing yeah. but his but vinay patak's characters felt very designed very like written like it felt like they were going backwards instead of like creating an organic character they were just so, going backwards yeah. into like making you feel like what would make you feel more sympathetic you know that was yeah, i think my that, that way i think yeah that 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 way i think i'm sure uh, there is some uh, credence to the claim that you know it, it's another vinay patak role like they it's, it's like it's written for him and it's it's not uh, it's it's like let's make it this way because it's uh, vinay patak uh, mm-hmm. because because it's very strange Uh, how he tries to deal with uh, the soldiers and he the way he tries to deal with uh, a lot of things in the film like it's uh, it, it, it's 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 very it's it's all this in, innocent and uh, very uh, you know uh, kind of uh, uh, the, the assumptions that he makes that these people are going to understand it's not something uh, it, it doesn't ring true because i don't think someone who's lived in iraq at that, for that long a time and also has uh, lived under this uh, uh, time when uh, the us troops are sta- stationed there uh, i don't think anyone at that point would have that kind of a, a world view to interact with those soldiers so i'm not sure um, like how uh, why he ha- that character had to be that way 
uh, it's maybe because that's where the whole chintu point comes in because you know it, you know it, it it then go it goes back to the whole uh, life is beautiful kind of film uh, mm-hmm. where you end up uh, uh, you have a character like what uh, roberto benini played and he will have uh, uh, trying to you know ease up the atmosphere because there is a kid here uh and and i and it's like it's maybe not, not the real vinay patak i mean it's not it's not the real uh what is his name madan tiwari who's like that but it's just the madan tiwari in front of his son uh, who wants to be like that but uh, but that that's all again you know it's, it's something yeah. that we read, we read into it yeah. but uh, it, for, for all you know it's, it's just a, a kind of a, uh, it's a problem yeah, writing think- yeah I mean no I feel like this is one of those films where what you're reading into the lines is like the film in the sense that they don't explain like for example when yeah. you're talking about Vinay Patak the assumptions that are ma- we are making is like our reading from it right which for a good film works like you know that's how I feel like a good film should work in the sense that you should make the the readings that you make should be organic and not be forced upon you but here you're reading in between the lines because there's nothing else I felt like they didn't give like the character motivations or like explain him like for me i couldn't understand him like even when you're saying you know i can buy the fact that he maybe madan tiwari is a different person but this is how he is reacting uh, for the situation specifically but even there's no distinction between that and we don't know how he is in real life or otherwise and how he is today because this is all we get yeah i guess uh, that's actually a good point about us sort of wanting to see the film a certain way uh obviously not a lot of films give us the opportunity to do that mm-hmm. where we at sort of trying to like dig our ways into bit between the lines between the words and uh, i guess even while uh, while while i was thinking about the film after watching it not during watching it I, obviously i got very frustrated while watching it because by now you know uh, the sort of noise gets to you in the sense you know this is was a hyped film it's been a hyped film for a long time we've been hearing about it on the circuits Uh, I think it had a limited release last year in December or something. I'm not sure. I mean, exactly. I, I, I saw yeah, that the director has been holding the screenings everywhere. Right. Yeah, right. yeah. They did a one week release in Bombay also. I think if I was, I'm not wrong. Because I, I came across some reviews from December and I was yeah, like, okay, so. Played at Jagran. Yeah, it was. It played at Jagran and it was uh, quite. And critical. then had a limited release in Bombay. Exactly, and it was critically acclaimed. And you can't really, uh, as much as people or critics may say, you can't really turn out the noise. uh you know from when a film like this is coming because after the whole mami controversy and uh, given the journey it's had uh, you obviously there are certain levels of expectations i guess that contributed a lot to my viewing experience but obviously when uh, when i was reading into the film uh, as uh, you said follow me i think when we had a chat i think uh, uh, i i basically saw the film for what i wanted it to be i don't know if it was that film or not uh hmm. but i guess it sort of informed my point of view a little uh but yeah this is one uh, and another uh, another thing about the film uh, i didn't really get so maybe you guys can throw some light on that is uh, mehdi's character in the film yeah same like for me again like i feel like see this is my main problem with the film is that how it used its context as like a gimmick like for example the iraqi landlord is just there to make you feel more sympathetic that's it i don't feel like it had any more character motivations beyond that like i remember there's that one scene where uh, which is one of my favorite scenes in the film and which felt like what the film should have been is that scene where tilottama and seema pawa are singing to each other and the camera if you notice is just panning on mehdi's face for some reason it's just like you know his face is like full of wonder and uh, he's just like acting like a 
like like he's just like so excited to be there or he's just so happy and it felt very like forced like you know it just felt like you know what the camera or the director wants to make you feel but instead of like you know actually like creating that emotion there i'm i mean the only the only uh, point where mehdi's uh, character stuck out for me was that one scene where he was uh, like he he was kind of scared to enter a storeroom because you know there were like memories of his family there which was like there was something there but otherwise i felt like his character was just there because you had to had a couple of different people in the mix in the house but beyond that i'm not sure like see this is what i mean by perspective like i don't know they didn't go through like they are just like stuck in the middle where they're like okay this is only how much we are willing to go with like when it comes to establishing who these people are and i think that's a easy cop out because it's like it's very difficult to not like this film honestly like after i saw the film i remember i talked to you i talked to a couple other people because you feel bad for feel, like i really wanted to like this film it's one of those films that you feel bad for not liking so i i rewatched it again and it's is it's easy to like i would see why people would hype it up and i would see why people would like it because it's a very easy film to like it talks about things that are i mean that like touch your heart but also like narratively it's just so safe because it like knows that it will get those feelings or it will evoke those feelings in the audience so it's not trying harder now that we say yeah it is that the theme kind of can be i mean a couple of scenes like that can be read as you know it's it's kind of manipulating in nature but uh, i'm also going to go there and say that i'm someone who can easily be manipulated so that's there <laughs> uh, uh, in cinema i mean uh, so, but, but um, the mahdi character i think uh, you, you know the, the thing is it was interesting that they made i mean obviously, obviously he's been in prison before and he's a shia muslim and that's the reason that his family had to escape the the saddam regime and uh, they go to syria is what uh, he believes uh, and and i, I think uh, at, at some uh, at some level the film is anti war right and it what it wants to tell you is the people who suffer are not uh, the ones uh, who are starting the war or the, or, or the people in the uh, in the you know in the upper echelons and the elites it's, it's basically people like these these guys uh, who are there for and 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 it kind of etches out these characters from right from an immigrant to the soldiers who are suffering uh, the uh, someone like someone like uh, mehdi and and if you and this is 2004 so we are talking about uh, the fall of saddam and you fast forward 10 years later that then syria is going to be ravaged by isis and and you think about someone who's escaped this country and then he's gone there because you know to feel safer because he's getting tortured here then they are going to suffer even further over there so i, I think that that kind of so the, the whole film is kind of built upon uh uh that that kind of an anti war uh, sentiment where this keeps going on and on and, and and that that is why i kind of read into the whole adam and eve cartoon that place uh, he mentions how um uh, a million cains were born uh, from the cain and abel uh, uh, mythology where cain kills abel uh, uh, so it's kind of uh, so if you, so the kind of you know giving birth to humanity who was just full of killers so that that kind of i mean it's of course simplistic there's no doubt about that but but I, but i think for this film uh, to kind of touch upon that and yet not like even go step outside a small place uh, and i think that in that kind of uh, confines it kind of did pretty well to touch upon all those things uh, with su- such varied uh, characters from different parts of the world
Mm. Yeah, yeah, I like I like that uh, you know uh, given the subject of the film and given the setting I like that politics was basically the uh, the text and humanity was the subtext because uh, in the end uh, it, as you said it, it doesn't really matter uh, if it was 2004 in Iraq or uh, 10 years maybe later in Syria and I could uh, sort of you know parachute them into uh, another situation and I like the fact that they created Uh, that kind of context even though it didn't totally like the whole chamber setting the chamber drama setting even though like the cinematographer actually did a good job of sort of uh, uh, figuring out the spaces and the whole entire spatial uh, sort of equation between the characters uh, i i still felt like uh, that for me something uh, uh, something happened after the american soldiers sort of entered this space and when things got a little more tense and when when everything was basically thrown up in the air and nobody was really mentioning uh, you know who are they who they are offended with who they are uh, who they are against uh, at that point of time the film sort of walked for me at least it walked a very tight rope between being that you know that sort of emotionally manipulative very simplistic drama that obviously polomi is mentioning and and something uh the, that we'd like to uh, you know like attribute to some some kind of screenplay uh, expertise behind uh, the reading between the lines thing that we are even going through and uh, even the uh, i i i didn't quite understand one a couple of things actually i don't know if you guys got it but i didn't understand the nepali passport yeah even i didn't get that like i and i remember asking you with this also that because they don't they explain it at all they just like tell you that now he has a nepali passport and i know there's that animation which was very nicely done where they give you the back story from chintu's uh, again perspective where he says where what they as far as what i got was that he was working with someone and exporting um, those water uh, uh, coolers at a nominal price from nepal to india but at no point do they mention that he but, had but, to get a nepal passport yeah but, but from from what i understand i think uh, he he is like an indian citizen but he didn't come here on an indian passport but he came on a nepali passport so the whole family is kind of uh, illegal immigrants and that's the reason that they've not been evacuated so that's i mean that's yeah, the understanding okay. that i got okay my questions for that are that how did he have a nepali passport like how did he end up with a nepali passport like you can go to I, nepal I, I, and because his as well i mean his boss is i think uh, yeah. i mean it's mentioned his boss is a nepali but yeah th- those are questions that though that story is not mentioned in the animation yeah but wait his boss wasn't his boss supposed to be someone who's working in bihar with him as well yeah or it was like that's what the animation mentioned like that they were in bihar they yeah, were that, working that, yeah that is kind of unclear but there is a mention of nepal but i have i have yeah, yeah, forgotten what context it is i think yeah, uh, yeah. No, nepal is the place that they are exporting the goods from but like yeah. they never said that you know you had to he had to get a nepali passport for that and also like yeah. if okay if you're getting your whole family also to iraq i know this is being very pedantic about this but if you're getting a whole family i'm pretty sure they have indian passports are they also coming on a nepali passport i'm not sure this bothered me a lot yeah i mean i mean he he asks for his uh, to allow his mother also to come along with him uh, so so i so i kind of understood as like like he was he didn't play, he, he played no part in you know like uh, getting these people there because he was already in iraq first and i think um, uh, the the boss is one who arranged everything for him and i don't think he had any part to play in this so i think some i mean someone duped him uh, that that's the way i read the whole thing as 
Um, and I, I don't even know his business is doing well. Like all the whole, uh, his yeah, yeah, whole yeah. Uh, his, this thing is gone. So I don't even know if he's in touch with the, the, the boss that he had. I don't know if that, that gets mentioned, but yeah. See, this is what I mean by you're forced to read between the lines because there's nothing offered to you, you know, and that's a big problem than like reading between the lines because, you know, the film doesn't want to make something explicit or like, like force feed you. I mean, I still prefer this to, you know, everything being offered on a sort of a plate. Yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And yeah, I mean, sure. Uh, I would. I agree with that also. But I mean, the, the, I mean, the flip side that I felt of it is that you know the okay. The, for me, the film was like the tone of the film was like starkly different. Like the first half had a different tone to it, and the second half had a different tone to it, right? And the second half was more like melodrama tense because of the American soldiers' involvement in it. And the first round, uh, first round was more of like a light-hearted humor, slice of life, which worked for me so much more because of like the contrast uh, with what is happening outside, right? Which is why like it had my interest because I was more invested in knowing how this family copes. But when it moved to the drama, and this this was a part in the film where you know where um, the realizations that the director or the writer wants you to have you were getting at like they it, it felt organic because you they were letting you arrive to them you know because they were explaining things they were telling you this is how this is how so you were getting there but it kind of like changes in the second half because the realizations are so much like forced upon you like you're like okay american soldiers are here which means like they are another part of the war okay so this is what they think about them or this is why the father is acting the way he is as opposed to like letting me know why the father is acting like you know giving me a little bit more background on why the father would be acting like this i'm just like i'm like okay this is what they want me to think so you know that was my biggest like one of my bigger problems was the dissonance that was there what what did you guys think of the local kid who enters later into the film uh, that actually that is the part that i i want i couldn't make uh, sense of like like i mean i i understand that uh, i mean it's a, I mean, that kind of a kid uh, probably exists, you know, in a war situation, there will be people like this who are used as messengers or used in various ways. But but what he played in this movie and what they're trying to say through him, that I don't think I, I, I fully uh, got. Um, I mean, uh, it, it, it's, 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 it's as if like uh, he's also uh, um, uh, like kind of a mess. Uh, uh, like a low-level worker for some other insurgents or mm. uh, people uh, working uh, in Iraq, uh, or, or maybe I mean it could be any organization. I don't. I mean, who knows? Like they're probably building up to something of a future organization. So we don't know what. So that that wasn't clear at all. Uh, so so uh, though his his lines were funny and he was he was like totally entertaining the whole time. Um, but what they are trying to say through him uh, was not quite clear for me. Yeah. You know, like I initially kind of liked um, the introduction of that boy and the kind of uh, layers that they gave to him in the sense that, you know, this is an Iraqi boy who clearly like sides with the American or who is still like friendly with the Americans. You know, there's that one line when he's like, yalla, yalla, go save, uh, go to war America or something like that. How, you know, this is the kind of local who has to adapt like being on the side of people who are causing destruction in his country just to like adapt and survive and I feel like they're making a point about how you know there are Iraqis who have to like also be like this because it's just what the situation takes so brings out in you 
but again like i don't know it's because like this is such a trope that trope of them having one smart mouth kid who is going to say all those entertaining one liners that you're going to laugh at that again felt very like you know manuf- orchestrated to me like it felt like they were writing it with the intention of like making us laugh or having that comic relief in the film it didn't feel like on no, no that that's you know that i mean that, that's definitely fine to uh, have i mean uh, if you have a kid just to make uh those uh witty lines and everything yeah that that rings hollow but they they gave him something more in this and that's the reason why uh i'm kind of uh, uh cannot decide like what he is and what he stands for uh, because because he, he 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 clearly supplies some uh, pornography to the soldiers but he also supplies some uh you know some other uh, propaganda to uh, to chintu Uh, so, so I I don't I don't know what exactly he's doing there. So so he's definitely making a point, but uh, maybe I'm not I'm not knowledgeable enough of what happened what happened at that point in Iraq. But uh, but that definitely wasn't uh, clear enough. Yeah, I I actually like him as a device, like as a narrative device, like introducing someone like that because obviously he was a very uh, integral part to how uh, things went to shit suddenly. You know, because the soldiers were going to leave, they were uh, they were. Uh, supposed to leave and then they found whatever the kid gave uh, chintu uh, uh, what whatever pro- propaganda stuff that was uh, but i didn't like the obvious it was a trope the way he played it uh, of course it was for comic relief it, i didn't like that conversation that smart ass conversation he had with chintu saying uh, i don't know something about are you married or something or the other it was just basically to uh, yeah yeah you should let like women decide or oh, no you shouldn't listen to your parents or a grown man something on those lines it's crowd pleasing on paper and uh, you know i guess it would be in 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 another film but uh, here given that this guy was supposed to uh, be uh, the guy that actually changes the narrative from you know like uh, sort of slice of life to a dramatic narrative i don't know how uh, i don't know if i bought the whole depiction or the way the actor went about it or Uh, what the directors wanted from the kid uh, even i was a little confused about it because uh, uh, you know he didn't have much to do after he made the mistake after sort of vinay patak was trying mm. to save him uh, mm. and the entire last half an hour was about vinay patak not really mentioning that it was the kid he was basically saving the kid from uh, you know uh, from the soldiers and uh, yeah I, i don't know and the way the camera kept cutting to uh, certain people in the scene uh was uh, very um, i don't know i don't know what to think about that because it was a very crucial scene towards the end where uh, vinay patak is just being stubborn and refusing to say anything and uh, i i don't know why it kept cutting to the kid in a sense uh, suddenly changed his personality entirely it felt a little performative but again you know i i know why the kid exists there Yeah, but and also uh, you remember, like in the beginning of the film, when like uh, Chintu's parents, Sudha and Madan, find out what this Iraqi kid has given to Chintu, his mother is clearly upset, and she's like, she seems a little yeah. bit like confrontational, right? Like she asks him, like, is this guy coming to your birthday party later? And he's like, yes. So she's like, okay, fine, I'll see him there. And then it didn't work for me that none of them say anything. I understand, like, I don't understand, but I'm forced to understand why. Madan would react that way, you know, why he would want to be like the loyal person because we've already seen him behave like that with Mehdi. So I would get why he would try to protect the kid, but I don't understand why his mother was also protecting the kid or like his grandmother wasn't saying anything. Even Chintu, like, I mean, the whole um, it just felt very like 
again like here also like i am forced to be like okay this is what they've decided to be because this is the message that they this is this is the message they want to give so i don't know where the message stopped and where the film began at, at some points at least mm. and definitely there's a there's a i mean there's definitely kind of a deep uh, and uh, kind of um, you know uh, complex politics that they want to touch on but they don't have mm. the material to touch on yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. so it's kind of uh, they definitely yes. have they they they, uh, they kind of um, make uh, you know uh, on the surface level gestures mm-hmm. to yeah. Uh, yeah. some of some statement they want to make but uh, they don't yeah. exactly get through because they you know they have a plot that is uh, kind of on the uh, simplistic and it has to go yeah. ahead yeah. yeah and i feel like that's really dishonest at some point because if you're using the politics of 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 like say a situation if you're using politics in general to like um in to like layer up the emotional um strength of your film or the melodrama of your film isn't it also kind of your duty to get the politics right like you can't be surface level about it and you can't just use it for your convenience you know mm. here it just felt like they were they, they were just forgetting the politics of it whenever they wanted to like there was certain parts where they were like they wanted to dig deep but they weren't it was very surface level and simplistic because that was the tone that they wanted you to uh, yeah. also go out with when it came to the family but i don't know like that's my thing that is just without without the fact that they haven't been that um uh like the, the research in the politics isn't that and that it's kind of unclear what they exactly want to stand for what they're saying it also feels like this is one of those movies where you have to just be satisfied with what you're taking from it you know what anyone takes from it is what it is yeah i actually think that uh, the the uh, the people who like the film at least you know some of us who like the film uh, and really like the film the the, the parts Uh, that worked for us basically the whole simplistic family drama part of it that worked for us uh, i believe was accidental more than intentional uh, in the mm-hmm. sense like as aditya also mentioned right now they didn't know what to do with the politics at some point because that was pretty much the base of the film uh, and and i guess they fell back upon something they were more familiar with uh, which was uh, you know the family and vinay patak's character and the son Uh, and i think that was a default sort of setting for the filmmakers because they uh, i also believe i also feel like a lot of it uh, was like cut out on the editing table at least that's what the narrative comes across as because there's a lot of information withheld from us uh, and mm-hmm. i don't believe it's been done intentionally it does look like it's a, a sort of an accidental happy uh, sort of uh, accident that happened and i i guess a lot of us Uh, for some reason uh, it works for and i i can totally get what you also mean about the politics but the one scene that actually worked for me in the film and i think the the, the only scene that i really came away with out of all the scenes was the the scene where uh, uh, his parents uh, call from um, from home and you know while he's being uh, literally at gunpoint while he's at gunpoint and the white soldiers going crazy in the other room uh, he gets a phone call and uh, his father basically telling him there's no hope we tried everything and uh, you know that was the one part where vinay patak yeah, yeah. actually not speaking and his face <laughs> did something uh, did anyone think that was sanjay mishra's voice or what i actually don't remember that voice now so no, no, I, I, I i was i was checking while writing the review i was checking the uh, credits uh, it is sanjay mishra's voice yeah it is right oh, yeah. Wow. yeah it did did sound uh, like i feel, I feel invariably stupid right now that's okay <laughs> 
uh, but yeah that that scene was my sort of uh, that, yeah that but you know again, again like i'm just noticing that the scenes that both of you have liked have a lot to do with like you know the part the first half of the movie or at least the part of the movie where they focused on the family which mm-hmm. is why i also suspect why every at least i feel like 80% of the people have liked the film and i understand why you know because the family uh, dynamics or what they do with the family actually works they're all brilliant actors and they've all acted well they've created the emotion the world the universe and the production design like for a chamber drama actually like manages to speak a lot but this is also one of those scenes where they're explaining like you feel for madan's character because they're explaining something about him and not making him react to something you know i felt like most of the film at least the second half of the film was him reacting to stuff without him like without us having any explanation of his motivation actually i was just checking like that if there was any uh, uh, uh india iraq relationship uh, issues i, I think uh, uh the kuwait war i mean the whole uh, when they had to airlift uh, we had akshay kumar did the movie of course yeah. uh, uh, i think after that i think there were some sanctions and uh, possibly that's the reason that probably uh, with an indian passport you couldn't have emigrated to iraq i mean i'm just guessing here uh, but I, i think there was maybe there was that kind of period there but but you know what that, that's a question you need to ask follow me the, the serious question is why did why does how does a guy who uh probably knowingly hopefully knowingly came on nepal nepali uh, visa uh has an in- indian national anthem as a ringtone oh he does i mean see yeah no or, or is it sari jaan se acha something for one of the songs yeah, yeah. one of the yeah. yeah yeah and also see like i know this is like being one of those cases where i'm like just going over one point but i feel like the nepali passport thing is a crucial plot point in the film right that's yeah, what explains is, yeah. why they are stuck there so again like i feel like the fact that they decided to leave that unclear about why exactly and the reason we have so many questions about it is also like feels like such an easy cop out like i again feel like even though i like the family part of the film this is the only this is kind of the reasons why i'm not willing to like let it pass like this also it's not the it's not a bad movie you know it's a i know what it wants to achieve but this is like it's very selective in what it wants to make you feel and what it wants to not like focus on which felt very like a uh, cherry picking to me just so you know which will be easier for you for the audience to feel than this well, let and me also feel to be a contrarian here for a change <laughs> sorry How does it feel to be the contrarian here for the for a change? Um, this is. I mean, I feel like I have to thank God. I have to thank my parents for letting me think for myself. I have to thank um my journalism degree, which taught me that you should always ask questions, but which I never get to use. It felt very nice to have all of these things in use for some film. But you know, honestly, like jokes apart, as film critics or like as people who write about film writing anyway is like so lonely and i keep like i feel like i talk about this every day but especially when you watch a film where you don't exactly know what you felt is right or wrong especially because i know there are no right or wrong reviews but given social media and how everyone reacts it's is just so worrying to know whether you've read a film correctly or it's just you know sometimes personal bias in this case obviously the hype like you talked about i mean it was very sad what happened there was to the hype film. for this that, sorry there was hype for this yeah there was considerable hype at least in bombay yeah. there was because first of all there was the mummy thing this was supposed to premiere i think last year yeah. last year yeah. and it couldn't because of me too when they at the last minute they were uh, dropped yeah, they from the it, yeah. 
from the lineup and it was sad because i mean i as far as what i know the producers were ready the problem was the producers and the producers were ready to let go of their credit and you know i feel like it should have been played but again those are different things so obviously their release got delayed and they played at jagra and then they had a limited release so obviously i get all of these things work for the film and people keep talking about it and they're like oh it's so very sad and everything so when i watched it and i was like okay i don't know what to feel about it i was very anxious because you don't want to be that person who's just hating on a film for no reason and i was i was generally very worried which is why i rewatched it a second time and after that i was like as far as i know what i'm saying i feel like it should be all right yeah i didn't i didn't want to fall into the trap of mistaking my sympathy for the film for my liking of the film you know hmm. and obviously as a film critic you tend to go through these phases a lot more you tend to second guess your own opinions even when you're watching a film and you know writing the review and uh, this film it was particularly stark because uh, of obviously because of its journey and uh, obviously like not uh, i mean aditya may have not like sort of uh, uh, you know read up you didn't read up about the film or watch any trailers right you went yeah. to the film uh, but uh, you know i don't know for some reason i think a lot of and, us knew and someone did tell me that uh, when they watched the trailer they thought that isme to sab kuch hai now i don't have to watch the film that's how the trailer was yeah that, yeah even even i had a friend tell me that which i also thought that the trailer only told me everything i wanted to know why would i watch the film and you know after i watched the film i kind of got what he said because for me the length was an issue it could have easily been a short film and i feel like i would have liked it like my opinion of it would be much different than what it was Yeah actually good point about the trailer because when i watched the trailer which it was just a day before i watched the film and uh, when i watched the trailer i liked it because they were cutting the cake and the mother started singing and i was like oh this is nice this looks like a nice little north indian delhi slice of life film mm-hmm. i had no idea about the context about iraq and then suddenly these soldiers are just uh, you know sort of breaking into the house and i really felt like it was a parody like mm-hmm. while watching the trailer i genuinely felt like this is a publicity a uh, short trailer where they've s- sort of combined the film with like some uh, way uh, to hype the film and uh, the americans can't really be part of the film and i was actually quite surprised when i read up about the premise of the film while uh, before i watched the film and it was actually part of the film and uh, I-, i was uh, very iffy about the way the trailer was cut because it felt like two different uh, uh, two yeah. different things put together and you know to sort of uh, force a reaction out of the viewer But okay this is slightly veering off course but what do you guys usually watch trailers before watching a movie or do you all like consciously try to like stay away from watching trailers like i'm just curious to know sorry I, mean, I, I i i try to stay away but it's really difficult to stay away for the big ones i kind of sometimes uh, succumb to it and i watch it but i i for for quite a long time i've been having the uh, kind of a trailer I'll try to avoid this, and uh, I whenever I can, I do avoid it. Yeah. Same, same. I, I try to avoid it, and uh, the, unfortunately for the big ones, as we know, when we watch the movies in a hall, uh, the trailers invariably play, and yeah, you that also yeah. turn your face away. And secondly, this trailer played when I was actually watching another YouTube video, and this trailer just started playing, and I was like, oh, <laughs> this looks familiar, and I was like, okay, let's not cut it. I'm going to watch it tomorrow anyway. so it's one of those unlucky things but i try not to watch a trailer as much as possible but is that because you think like what you will think of the film will be kind of like influenced or sullied if you watch a trailer no i i think i i kind of desire that because um uh, at some level i i don't know if it's an india it's a hollywood specific thing or it's all over but uh, 
there is kind of a uh, i mean there is uh, i think we need people who re- really know uh, how to cut a trailer i don't think we have enough of those people uh, i i think like like the complaints that this trailer had i think trailers do give away a lot of things uh, so that kind of uh, spoils the whole thing and then and then and, and then when the whole uh, you know trailer analysis and all those things uh, started uh and that was the time i think i really wanted to avoid the trailers because the, the trailers yeah, came is... came along with all the analysis and people started analyzing uh, what the movie is about and how the movie is going to be and all those things and it's really big uh, at least in the south uh, so it's kind of uh, so that kind of put me off trailers so i was like okay if this they going to analyze a trailer and review a trailer now uh, i'll i'd rather not watch it because i just want the film to be fresh when i watch it when i review it Hmm. And follow me. You obviously watch trailers. Yeah, like I don't want mean to be the person contrarian here again, but I really love. No, that's not contrarian. That's like that's normal, right? Actually, Everyone does. Yeah. Yeah. We used no, to do. At least, like I'm guessing in the film critic community, like think, it's the cool. It's, thing. No, it's so, not. No, but it's not even like I, I. I don't. I don't follow my own rule. I'm just saying that this is a rule. But <laughs> I do. Like I did. I did watch the Gulab Hussain Tabu trailer, so it's not like <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean I do agree that I feel like most bollywood films don't know how to cut a trailer for them like trailer is just like giving you the entire plot of the film but like in a condensed version and that kind of sucks but I still enjoy watching trailers because I don't know I've always like looked at the trailer as like the first offering of a feel of a film so for me it feels like part of the experience of watching the film like there are examples although like not many where you see a trailer and you like might not like it or you may not think a lot of it but actually the film surprises you you know and so yeah. then like that trailer also comes in the equation of how you've perceived it and so i've always thought of the trailer as a part of the yeah. filmmaker's kit like like the movie itself so yeah yeah i guess it's also the nostalgia thing uh, in a way because i think a lot of us grew up uh, watching these huge yeah, ma- yeah. huge as trailers of yashraj films and dharma films were three and a half minute trailers out of which half uh, or 45 seconds is just the logo you know yeah uh, one of those things yeah, yeah when we were growing up like all you could know about a film that was going to release say the next month or the month after was from the trailer right we didn't have like the internet and we yeah. didn't have like instagram or people saying this is my first look or this is the first song we are shooting so in that way i guess it was more to do about like being curious about a film that you've been waiting say 6 months for mm. than uh, just as like a device like what's become now it's more like a formality at this point right uh, wasn't this film also part of that uh, uh, screenplay competition or was it selected for something oh yeah i think it was like uh, right. uh, is it part of the aib writing workshop or something like that Yeah, yeah. No, this I, was produced by AIB uh, first draft because uh, is, first. Yeah. Draft, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because first draft is that uh, screenplay writing thing that they set up, and yeah. I think Yanshu Singh was one of the teachers. Oh, oh okay. That, okay. If I'm not mistaken. Oh, okay. So okay. it wasn't uh, selected there. Uh, no, no, it wasn't selected. I know that he approached a couple of production studios who weren't quite impressed. You who like. things didn't work out and then he went to aib and they were anyway looking to jump into production i think but i i did find it curious that aib chose this to be their first film it's kind of uh, i mean i i don't know i don't know if it's uh, i don't know like what it was their idea when getting into feature film but i wouldn't have imagined this to be all india bachchan's first film yeah i know 
I don't know. It's like I mean, it's it's kind of uh, I mean, it's what they do. It's kind of kind of became. I mean, uh, I still associate them with you know all the funny videos and all everything and uh, and and the and the name and then everything. So it's kind of I thought it's off brand or something like that. I mean, I mean, it's still. I mean, this this film has uh, enough comedy, but it's still not the, that kind of subject that I thought they would go for at least as a first film. Yeah, I guess uh, you can say that uh, the, the the stuff that TVF makes is actually an extension of their web persona, also in a way. Like I think a lot of the makers involved with these streaming platforms, uh, sort of uh, uh, the personality is reflected in the kind of work. Yeah, I mean that's that's the thing. I didn't even know it was AIB till I checked the production company later and then remembered the controversy. But uh, yeah, I guess uh, uh, is this. Uh, wasn't this film no i think i got it uh, mixed up with another film no never mind you know i think for me it kind of makes sense that aib will produce something like this because i mean i know they started off with comedy but they're still like with them they still want to like make some political points or at least like make some uh, be interested in political commentary in the sense that i know khamba was also developing that show for them uh which irfan khan was supposed to be yeah. which is also political satire their show that they had on hotstar was also political satire right the right. i'm i'm forgetting yeah. the name of the show but it was discontinued so that that was also political satire so i would un- so like for me it kind of felt like natural progression why like politics would be a big part of it and it's kind of i mean i wouldn't say like subversion of mainstream filmmaking but it is a touch removed from what mainstream filmmaking is which like is totally on brand with what aib wanted to be on at least the digital front did the aib thing contribute to your sort of uh, expectations from the film or the way you uh, were disappointed eventually with the film because it was it's not exactly a political satire and it's weak on its politics the fact that it was produced by aib made no difference to me honestly like i think that's the least um that that was the least worry or the least thing that influenced it because i don't think this is one of those films where who its producers are kind of made a difference to what you thought of the film i did i did i mean i feel like on some level feel like it was felt like it was kind of trying very hard to like target a specific demographic of people on the internet and a a certain performance of humanity which kind of irked me off but it would have irked me off even if this was produced by someone else right oh performance of humanity i'm going to remember that <laughs> i mean you know online right like our timelines are filled with like not just outrage but it just feels like a competition of who cares the most about like conflicts yeah, exactly. that are like 5000 kilometers away from you yeah yeah to be fair social media is very performative and i guess uh, i do understand the hype uh, of this film on social media in that sense that's actually a good uh, observation um, yeah but um, i guess with that i think we should conclude because i think our conversation is longer than the film and then the time they took to make the film now <laughs> uh, and okay, I, like i think we should end on a we should end on a good note given that the message of the film is goodness wins over everything which i have again a big problem with that sounded really that is your message <laughs> yeah. like that, that sounds but, really sarcastic <laughs> no but what yeah, what, what do you like most about this film 
what i mean i i i don't know i guess uh, as i said that whole accidental simplicity sort of worked for me the the family uh, part of it and you know what they were going for the fact that, that sometimes as a as, you know as someone who writes about films or who has to watch films for a living when when you tend to figure out what a film is trying to do you get un- you get irrationally sort of satisfied and i guess that contributes to your reading or liking mm. of a film so i guess that worked for me the most mm. and uh, yeah and yeah and then i mean for, for me i think uh, some scenes were uh, kind of uh, I, i mean i i think they were directed pretty well i i did think that they used the space uh, yeah. very yeah. well and uh, they had some uh, really nice uh, um like like you know medium long takes that kind of uh, uh, brought all, everyone in the house together and you you had people coming in from uh, different parts of the house and they were blocked very well so i think there were some sequences that really uh, kind of worked uh, in that at le- that level uh, pretty good yeah, yeah i think that technically the film was very very well done in the sense that you know i feel like just like a horror movie uh this film gave you like a very nice sense of space so you know how you were going to feel or like your suspense was kind of like added by the fact that you knew the house correctly and you knew exactly where was what and how they were moving so yeah even i like that quite a bit yeah it did have a very clean film school vibe to it and given that i didn't know that uh, one of the directors actually teaches filmmaking it sort of makes sense now because that use of space and the mezzosi and all you could actually sense it uh, within the way because a chamber drama can very easily uh, become like stage bait you know in a way yeah 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 the sort of think iska play kyun nahi banaya matlab it's the same thing and we've seen so many one room one house films that have uh, uh, sort of fallen into that trap and critics have often used that phrase to describe these films and i didn't feel like using it for this film and i guess that's a testament to you know their um, their craft so um, yeah i i guess uh, with that uh, i think we are done discussing chintu ka birthday thanks uh, guys thanks follow me thanks aditya for joining the podcast and uh, yeah next time we will hopefully discuss a film which follow me loved and uh, two of us did not uh, yeah we'll just have to wait for aditya and kapoor to take her for a shot in some movie <laughs> okay like Let's... that would be the movie i like Uh, I just said we should be like film critics on this, but that went. I mean, it's 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 not going to take long to find a film that Rahul dislikes. So it's <laughs> between us. Yeah, so, we yeah. should go. <laughs> Ouch! That's uh, yeah. That's uh, let's uh, look forward to that soon. Anyway, uh, thanks guys, and uh, see you soon. Bye.